When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, bringing down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. Jam-packed week. Of course, we have all things Vanderpump Rules. Uh, Some of my girlfriends are going to be joining for the deep dive this week. Um, Lauren Herber and Emily Orozco from Access Hollywood. We're going to deep dive into the premiere. But first things first, let's get into the pop three. Look at that. We are 30 seconds in and I did not have a word vomit rant at the top of the show. Hello, it's called growth. We're doing new things in 2024. Let's start with the golden bachelorette. We have been sitting, waiting, wondering what the heck is going on with the golden bachelorette. Where is it? Rob Mills says it's coming. If you don't know who Rob Mills is, he is the executive vice president of unscripted and alternative entertainment at Walt Disney television. It's a very official title. When you see Rob Mills, he runs the place. Okay. So His word is what is important here. So he was at the Real Screen 2024 Summit, and he was speaking. He didn't reveal too many details about the Golden Bachelorette, but he said something will be coming soon. Okay, so he also said they want to be really careful so that the spinoff series can be just as impactful as the golden bachelor. So obviously the wheels are turning, but we've just been wondering what is taking so long. I mean, think about it. It took them five years to come out with the first one. We were getting, are you a senior looking for love? Apply to be on the golden bachelor in 2018. And it did not come out until 2023. So hopefully it's not another five years, but you know, they're saying we want it to be as impactful. Are they doing extra background checks? Are they making sure everyone's LinkedIn is correct because they don't want to make the same mistake twice? In my opinion, this might be messed up to say, but I feel like they're probably trying to find people out there with the most like gut-wrenching stories humanly possible because although it might be kind of messed up to say, When you have that kind of heartfelt story, you get 10 times more invested. You're rooting for that type of person to find love because they've been through such hard times in life, right? You want them to have a happily ever after. So, I mean, the bar was set pretty high when you consider 
I mean, the ending, it, was, it is what it is. But, like, people loved The Golden Bachelor for however sideways it went. And, I mean, you guys even know, I told you, I didn't even care, really, that it went sideways because I loved it so much. So the bar is really high. So they're just taking their time. Like I said, let's hope it's not five years' time. Um, but anyways, let's get into headline number two, um, the Toms on the Vile Files. I have not stopped thinking about this for the past 40 eight hours. Okay. It was like a car crash that you could not look away from. It was a dumpster fire. Can I start with how I do actually feel bad for Tom Schwartz? I feel like he is constantly, it's like, I feel bad for Tom Schwartz because I relate to him and the fact that I'm a people pleaser. I actually like to refer to myself as a recovering people pleaser because I'm really trying hard not to be a people pleaser anymore. But I do care um, how people feel, how I make people feel, you know, and I feel like Tom Schwartz kind of is the same way. Um, But it gets to a point where he's loyal to a fault. You know, he's constantly trying to interpret what Tom Sandoval is saying. It actually gave me... Craig and Austin, you know, remember at the Southern Charm reunion, anytime Austin was asked a question, Craig would answer it for him. And JT was like, can you shut up? And can you let Austin answer the question? He clearly can't put two and two together to give you an answer. And that's what I feel like happens with Schwartz and Sandoval. I saw this comment on the Vile Files um, YouTube page, and I thought this was so true. Do you guys know the crab theory? The crab, it's like the boiling crab theory. Look, I've never heard of it before. David was trying to explain it to me. But basically what it is, is if you have crabs in a pot that's boiling, the crab that is at the bottom will reach up and try to grab the top crab and pull him down. And that is Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval are boiling crabs in a bucket. And Tom Sandoval is at the bottom and he's just nipping. He's just nipping at Schwartz's little heels, trying to grab him and trying to pull him down. Why? Because he wants somebody there with him. I mean, obviously, he doesn't want to be alone. He's been through a crazy year because of his own doing. But it's like he's just dragging him down. And it's sad to see. And I feel like you have somebody who's very aggressive in his mannerisms like Sandoval, and then you have the people pleaser, Tom Schwartz, and it's a recipe for disaster, truly. Sandoval totally forgot about the interview. He came in 40 minutes late, and he came in hot, hot. If you come in 40 minutes late, I would think you'd be apologetic, right? You'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. I forgot what day it was. No, he's like, you are an hour late to my podcast, Nick Vial. Bro, dude, dude. Dude, like you were not enough, like, dude, like, dude, it was the, I feel like I'm, I'm having a little bit of PTSD after it, to be completely honest with you, defensive about everything. And I feel like maybe that's a cope, a coping mechanism for Sandoval because he's just been so beaten over the head for a year. And even David, um, yes, because David and I watched this together while we were eating dinner last night, David even was like, Even the way Sandoval now presents himself to the world, to me, I, you know why I want to say battered wife is because 
I have that scene stuck in my head of them when they're dressed up in drag and Schwartz is sitting on the toilet and Sandoval knocks in the door and goes, he's a battered what? You know, like that's just what is going through my head. But Sandoval, he's always in these hats. He's always got these sunglasses. He's always very into himself. Like, not like... I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I mean, like, he literally is hunched over and, like, not looking people in the eye. And I I just feel like it's giving witness protection program. Like, he feels like he has to act like that. And maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he does have to hide his face everywhere he goes. Maybe he can't look people in the eye right now because of the stuff that he's been through. But I have no idea. I have no idea. He's uh, He's still... Also not able to take accountability without a but, you know, he's like, yes, I cheated, but Ariana belittled me for years. Um, she's being petty. He's She's not letting me buy out the house because I built a gym and I want my gym. Um, the house was a big topic of conversation. Um, he insists he made a cash offer of $3.1 million to keep it for himself. He said that they purchased the house for cheaper than what he's offering her right now. So her turning it down in his mind is just throwing a fit about the affair, right? That's what he's making it out to seem like she's throwing a hissy fit about it. So um, he also said that she's hardly there and that she hasn't paid a single bill in months. Can I be real with you right now? Real. I believe Tom Zanival that their relationship was not all rainbows and butterflies. I feel like there are a few instances in the show where you can see that and and maybe it's warranted, but Ariana does sometimes like snap at him. And it's like, if that's what's happening in front of a camera, what's going on behind the scenes? Now, if somebody was under my skin, annoying me 24 seven, I would probably snap at them too. You know, like it's just one of those things. You're going to get annoyed um, with your partner. But I I don't think that their relationship was like they were so in love and happy. And oh, my gosh, we just love each other so much. I mean, clearly, clearly they never even saw each other. They never spent time with each other. So there was just a lot of animosity in there. And I talk, we talk about this a little bit later with Lauren and Emily, that there's just such a fine line between love and hate. And I feel like. I feel like Ariana and Sandoval are still there, you know, like they're still there. Anyways, he's talking about like this Tweety Bird ornament that gives him peace in life. And I was just like, what am I, what truly am I listening to? And it's like, I, I remember watching it. I was like filming stuff on my phone to like do the compilation that I did. And at a certain point, and I don't really necessarily know when that certain point was, but at a certain point. I was like, okay, I'm actually concerned for his well-being, you know, like, I don't know what's going on there. I'm also not going to make like a reckless assumption or accusations. And I see a lot of that going on right now. And I don't like that. But at what point should we be concerned for Sandoval? And that's not me. I, I don't want it to be misconstrued. That's not me th like throwing a pity party for him, but it just seemed off. It really seemed off. And I, I don't know. It just struck me. It struck a, a chord in me. And maybe that's why I haven't stopped thinking about it for 48 hours, because to me it was a so bizarre and B I'm, I just like am worried. I don't know.
I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. Anyhow, last today's podcast sponsor is OneSkin. And if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate, their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show, support your girl, tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. But certainly not least in this week's pop three, Morgan Wade has scrubbed her Instagram clean of BFF Kyle Richards. So was this a relationship breakup? Was this a friendship breakup? I mean, who knows? Morgan has wiped all traces of Kyle from her Instagram, and it looks like Kyle has done the same. Um, the only posts left on Morgan's page are one announcing her um, spring tour crossing state lines, and then another promoting her upcoming um, opening slot on Alanis Morissette's Triple Moon Tour. So she's going on two tours. Those are the only things that she has on her Instagram. That to me isn't that alarming. Artists do that all the time, especially when they want to A, create buzz, which ta-da, here we are. Um, they want people to know that they're touring. I feel like most times it come, it happens when they're getting ready to drop new music. So maybe she's getting ready to drop new music too. I mean, we've all been eagle-eyeing Justin Timberlake's Instagram page for the past couple of weeks. You know, he wiped it clean and then was posting weird things. So that's not weird to me. Um, it's Kyle that is weird to me. Um, there's no word from either camp. They are still following each other. Kyle has consistently shot down the rumors of anything more than a friendship between her and Morgan. My thing is, is that, I mean, I haven't really had that many falling out with friends because quite truthfully, I don't have that many friends, but I've never scrubbed a friend from my feed, you know, like even if we're not friends anymore or whatever, something, something has to happen for that to happen. Now, ex-boyfriends, you better believe it. You better believe that when my ex-boyfriend broke up with me over text because he was moving to Oregon, I scrubbed it immediately. It wasn't even an archive. It was immediately in the dumpster, never to be seen again. So there's a couple different theories. We've heard, you know, the rumors. It's not even rumors. Kyle's making a documentary about Morgan. So maybe Kyle is trying to help get the buzz up. Um, Maybe. I don't think it's a coincidence that this happened after the Beverly Hills reunion taped because it taped last week. Because um, I saw somebody on TikTok said that maybe something happened at the reunion, like Andy pressed about their relationship. Kyle gave an answer and maybe Morgan didn't like that answer. Could be. Or this was the plan all along. Okay, we're going to wipe our Instagrams after the reunion so that Andy doesn't ask you about it. Could be. Could be. Um, 
I, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I've never believed this story for one second. I always thought it was fishy. I still think it's fishy. I feel like Kyle Richards is way too smart to be doing things like this. Not on purpose. You know what I mean? Like she's been in the game for years. She knows what to do to get attention. She knows what to do to not get attention. And it seems interesting to me that like all of these interview clips come out about how you know, Kyle says she feels guilty about thrusting Morgan into the spotlight and and Morgan doesn't like the limelight and whatever. Um, but then you do stuff like this, which is only going to generate more clickbait headlines and it's only going to get more people talking. So there is a method to the madness. I just don't know what it is right now. I think probably it's just to promote Morgan's music. And like, if that's the case, spare me, please. Please, Kyle Richards, don't do this for another season because I personally just don't know if I can take the lies, the lies, the lies, the lies, as Candy Burris would say. Okay, let's get into the deep dive. Of course, it's Vanderpump Rules premiere week. So I have invited two of my girlies on to recap the first episode with us from the Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood podcast, Lauren Herbert and Emily Orozco. Lauren, Emily, thank you for joining MPT this week. How are you? Thanks We're for so having excited. Us. Yes, so excited to be here and talk Vanderpump because, oh my God. Okay, so just to kind of get the feelers out there, what did we think of the premiere? I was surprised. I thought it would be a little bit more like boom, boom, pow, um, just because they want to grab the audience. And so many people are going into this season thinking, uh, okay, it's not going to be as good as last season. You know, it feels like they are saving the good stuff for a couple more episodes in. I completely agree. I think it was as good as it could have been, right? They're yeah. not going to go. I mean, we came off of such a high of Scandal at the reunion, the you know, the finale. And I think we're going to have to slowly wait, like ease into it. So I think it was as good as it could be. I'm excited. I don't think it was a bust. I don't think it was the best television I've ever seen, but I'm content with it. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different factors. And I feel like, you know, especially now you have to lay the groundwork of where each particular person is at. And it seems like they're all in very different places when it comes to both how they feel about Rachel, how they even feel about Ariana, how they feel about Tom. I mean, I think the fact that Tom wasn't in the episode also made it feel a little bit slower, I guess, right. than what we would have liked. But he was filming. Um, special forces. We see him come back at the very end. But let's just start with some of the things that I've been seeing online. Everyone's talking about Tom Sandoval blocking Summer Moon. Can we just put it out there that the three-year-old doesn't run the Instagram account? Like, clearly, Gina runs the Instagram account. She's like, how could you block block Summer? It's like, well, (laughs) Summer doesn't go on Instagram. You do. (laughs) It was was funny that he went to those lengths, you know? Honestly, very funny. A little petty, but very funny. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the after show, but I watched the after show. And what he said was that when he went to block Sheena, you know how when you block somebody on Instagram, you can also block any account associated with that login information? Right. Oh, I've never blocked someone, so. 
Oh, girl, I do it all the time. But it's true. <laughs> like when you block somebody, it says either block this user or block this user and any accounts that they're associated with. Because if you have like a troll, they're just going to make a new account and do the same thing, you know, over and over again. So when you block totally. it from like an email perspective, he says that's what happened. I don't necessarily know if I... I mean, it's believable, but I don't know if I believe it. I also really don't feel like he has to explain why he wanted to block Summer Moon. It's Sheena posting about <laughs> Summer. <laughs> if he doesn't want to see so Well, here's my thing. Why block her? Just unfollow her. Or mute. Or mute. You don't. Yeah. like. It was just, it's yeah. a little aggressive to block yeah. her. I get blocking Sheena. I get blocking the rest of the cast, but just unfollow little, you know, it's just cute photos of summer. I don't know. Little girl. (laughs) That was, it was funny though, that Sheena was so upset about it. Very upset. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't blame him. It's also Tom after all, he's going to be really reactive to all this, What we have learned and what we've seen in all his recent interviews he still kind of doesn't think he did that much wrong. So yeah, we can't even get on the vile files of it all. I already talked about it <laughs> earlier, but it was truly the most unhinged thing ever. So I feel like that's why we got unhinged Sandoval. He knew he wasn't going to be in the first episode. So he's like, how can I make this about me? I'm going to go ballistic on the vile right. Files. <laughs> That was wild. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> uh, and then we end with him coming. So back. Oh. Right, right, right. So the next people that we see, um, Schwartz and James, they sit down and have a little lunch together. And Schwartz is talking about all of his regrets, naming the bar Schwartz and Sandy's. You know, he yeah. has all this resentment. Um, do you think they're going to change the name? I've seen that rumor kind of floating around that A, Tom Sandoval has taken a step back from the bar and B, that they're thinking about changing the name. I don't know. I feel like I I will say after the VPR premiere party, they then had an after party and they were very like trying to get everyone who was at the VPR party to go there. Um, I do think I do think now they're like trying to have a resurgence. I don't think they'll change the name now. I think No, I don't think gonna so. change the name. It was gonna be they would have done it. It, they would have done it already. Yeah. And now they're just trying to, they did the damage control and now they're trying to rebuild it. Um, but no, I don't think. And also Tom's not moving out of the house. No way he's going to give up his state. <laughs> <Right>. bar. <laughs> <laughs> Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Emily, do you feel bad for Schwartz? No, 
No, because I am in my like grown woman era and I feel like he's a grown ass man and he could choose to put boundaries in this relationship. Like I think especially what we saw on the vile files is mm -hmm. like he continues to put himself in this position where it's like he's defending Tom, he's mm -hmm. protecting Tom. Like he could have just sat there and been like, I mean, and he did, he did give him a little bit of a hard time, but like he was still being his like protector, you know? So I think Schwartzy, I think he's made his bed and he chooses to lay in it. You know, I can't yeah. feel bad. Do you think hearing about all the other things that happened to him last year, going through the divorce, his brother had a really scary health issue plus Scandaval. Does that at all change your opinion of the way that he either acted or maybe reacted? Or do you think that it just is what it is and he's going to defend Sandoval at all costs? No, I I do not. I don't feel I mean, I'm I'm so sorry about his brother, obviously. Like that's super stressful for anyone. But I think anyone watching this, we all have shit. Like we all have stuff going on in our life at any given moment and we have to go to work and we have to act a certain way, you know? Yeah. So why should Schwartz be, you know, dismissed Treated from like that? a baby or yeah, like models. Like gives yeah. this puppy dog. And I love, I love him. So like, I'm a big fan, but he's like this puppy dog and like we give him the pass and I just don't think we should. And then he gives Tom Sandoval the pass. Yes. Yeah. Pass yeah. after pass after pass. I don't know. Lots just, of they're, passes. They're connected forever. And I don't know. I think, yeah, they're connected forever. Yeah. They are. I, I know that Rachel actually said this on her podcast. I don't know if you guys are listening. I listen here and there. But she said that the Toms are the most codependent relationship on Vanderpump Rules. And she's right. Like, she's 100%. totally right. 100%. I've never seen such a ride or die relationship. And you know, that doesn't always mean it's good for you. Like that means well, no, it's, it's not good for you at all. Yeah, it's like totally it's not good for him. Because Tom was going through his own stuff last year. And he should have removed himself from the scandal of it all and like cut ties. Yeah. I know he was attempting to after the reunion, but clearly that didn't last very long at all. But yeah. He has work that he needs to do on himself, too. And I just hope that he puts himself first. And because he, he does put Tom with the two of them, it's clear that he puts Tom before him <laughs> and he needs to put himself first. I we were like you. God, sorry. I had just were you guys surprised that they haven't seen each other's penises before they said it on? <laughs> they said it on. Um, bio bio files. Files. I was actually surprised, not because like. I think they have any kind of intimate relationship, but just because they're so close, right? I'm shocked they haven't like, I don't know, like for some reason been compared or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We try not so to have weird. that mental image, honestly. No, <laughs> I'm cringy. I think though that James Kennedy hit the nail on the head when he said the best Tom is when you're just Tom Schwartz. Yes. I was like James. Did yeah. that just come out of James Kennedy's mouth? Like, what is Wisdom. this evolution? Very insightful. He's very, very insightful. Though. He's grown up. Yeah. Out of all of them, he has definitely grown up a the most. Of, uh, the most. Yeah. Or is it just <laughs> that? Or is it just that they the have? So they low. were right. They were always <laughs> older. He was always younger, and he has reached their age, and they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't grow beyond the age we well, met them. and then also he has Allie and I think Allie's a good 
fit for him. Yeah, I do. Too. Why do why do like wild men always find like the most together, stable women? Because they need it. Opposite yeah. attract for sure. Yeah, opposites, and he needed that. <laughs> yeah. So Schwartz is not only navigating his relationship with Sandoval, he's also navigating his relationship with Ariana, or I guess a lack of a relationship. They are not in a good place. Um, Ariana does decide to go to Tom Tom in this episode. She's feeling a bunch of emotions, um, but she does not say anything to Schwartz. She doesn't even look at him. Um, are you supportive of Ariana in this in the way that she's cutting Schwartz off? Yes, I think she needs to protect her inner peace. And if he is not one that is helping that at all, then like Sia. I mean, I do think it's going to be tough filming and we're going to see how they navigate that, especially the fact that her and the other Tom still live together. And then the whole assistant thing is how they communicate with one another. But Tom Schwartz did play a big role in this whole scandal and lied about it. So I think I respect her to not want anything to do with him. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree, oh. actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Because I feel like, well, he did know. That's kind of. He knew. Hard. Yeah. I think that's he the part know. that's really hard to get. Yeah. Over. Okay. All right. He I didn't yeah. say hi. I feel like if you're going to walk into Tom Tom, you have to assume that you're going to see Tom Schwartz. So it's like if you're going to go there. I, I don't know, at least say hello. And I do understand there's like a, a filming aspect of it. Like she doesn't want to be left out of the season just because she doesn't want to be around Sandoval or doesn't want to be, you know, in Tom Tom. But I also found it so sad. The flashbacks of, of Katie and Ariana walking into Tom Tom when they were, yeah. you know, the foursome and everyone was so happy. I like borderline teared up at that moment of seeing just how far they've come i'm not even how far they've come what they've been through and like the destruction of both relationships it was right. very sad i do agree with you yeah. the flashbacks were like a little bit of like with ariana and him and oh uh, you know what got me when she said to him, when she says to sandy i can we just go home and like you know and they're just sitting yeah. there and he's like the Cause it makes me like feel like, oh my god! It reminds me of my own past relationship. I was so triggered because yeah. I was like, <laughs> at one point, this is the person you actually really relied on and was your rock, you know. Yeah. And then he fully stabbed you in like the back. It's so sad. <laughs> I was yeah. afraid. I was not loving that. And I also had a flashback of, and I'm surprised they didn't put this flashback in there. Um with James DJing at Tom Tom, I immediately was like, is he going to be DJing on a roll of toilet paper upstairs? Like he did at their premiere or like, where is he? Thankfully he wasn't in the closet this time. He was actually on the ground with everybody else. Um, But we get Daniel who is Ariana's new boyfriend. Um, Do you think Ariana jumped into this relationship? Mm, Yeah. I mean, I do. Then you, I, I do, but then you have to think about, okay, how long to her and Tom, like how long was it that it wasn't a great relationship that she right. wasn't fulfilled? And so then it's like what Tom said, they weren't intimate for a year. Right. And so like maybe right. then it's not that soon because yeah, they broke up, but Tom was having an affair with someone else for months. Right. And you know, That's if, the he's, point. if he's the person that, you know, you can only go up from Tom. So if right. he's giving her what Tom wasn't, 
then I don't think it's too soon. I know that's going to be definitely a storyline. Mm-hmm. The women are going to bring it up. Oh my gosh, how mm-hmm. can you in this relationship? Blah, 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 blah. But you know, he's better than Tom. Do we trust his intentions? I okay, so I was thinking about that because he is, she said he's a personal trainer and what else? Something else. He lives personal in New York. He, lives in he New has York. another job too. He's a personal trainer and something else. And I heard her say in an interview that he really doesn't like like to be on the show or in the spotlight. He just, but he did it for her like this season. That was in our interview. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I heard it in an interview. It was our interview. <laughs> well, you did it though. I didn't do it, right? Right. Yeah. But it was, okay, yeah okay. But that's so Lauren did. did that. Okay. So it was in Lauren's interview. Sorry. A tribute at Housewives Nightcap. They yeah, got the exclusive. Um, Okay, so anyway, I was kind of like, you hear that a lot with someone that's famous that dates someone non-famous. You hear the famous person say, he doesn't really like the spotlight. Like, he comes out for me. Mm-hmm. It's very strange that we get that same rhetoric in these dynamics. John Jansen. this kind of dynamic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh and it's my like, God. hold up, though. Why is that always the kind of thing that we hear yeah. I'm well i think it's probably because they will say that to the person so that they don't it's have a, manipul- a guard up in my, i think it's a little away. bit of a manipulation also it's kind of like how normal people meet a celebrity and they're like oh i didn't even know who you were but they do right it's like trying to act like play it cool mm-hmm. I- i'm suspicious Ooh, I didn't think about the when with the minute you said John Jansen, I was like, uh oh, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know where to go from there. I don't know what to go because they're still together, right? Yeah, yeah. Da- uh, Daniel and Ariana, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. We don't know that much about him. I'm interested yeah. to to know more about him before making like a final call on that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, in his defense, you know, like you said, he said he doesn't like the spotlight. He hasn't really been in it and they've been together for almost a year. You know, it's not like he's doing that is all true. these. It's already been a year. I mean, Scandal happened March 1st. You know, we're in February. So it's almost and they met very, very soon after Scandal broke. What'd she say? 10 days. So that 14, 14, I <laughs> was like, so crazy. Um, let's talk about Lala. Cause Lala, yes. I think is the I, most interesting character here, uh, in the premiere. She is having all different types of emotions. You know, obviously her friendship is growing with Ariana, but she also finds herself feeling for, um, Rachel. She relates to, you know, what Rachel is going to with this guy promises you the world and kind of isolates you. You're alone on this Island and you feel like you have nobody if you don't have him. She's obviously comparing this to her relationship with Randall. You know, in my opinion, she's really projecting, um, but she goes outside and she sends a voice note to Rachel. (laughs) What did you think of the voice note? I don't know. I mean, I think she's definitely, I like, we've known Lala to, you know, really put her wall up, right? And it's like, right. she's she took the Sorry, wall off. 
she took that wall off and she is, I think showed a vulnerable side of her because it's like, look, I'm relating to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I know they did it because like the way that they did it, it was because it was with the production of it all. And, you know, her stepping outside, I think it would meant a little bit more if it wasn't on camera, on camera, or even like literally right outside yeah. of where they were filming. Right. And there was a little bit more thought into it. I think that would have meant a little more, but I do think, I mean, look, she, she deserves to be heard out too. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not that surprised that she reached out to her. So I think. Do we just- think it was a ploy to get her back? Do we think there mm. was. I'm not I saying think- that it wasn't a genuine intention, but I think it, right. it might have been a genuine intention, but also a way to get her on camera. I I do. I think it is. And I, I don't think, think so I think it's a way to get Rachel into the plot. Sorry, guys. I obviously was dealing with some technical issues. <laughs> Um, (laughs) my computer was dying okay so I do think it's a ploy to get her in I I would be shocked if Rachel gives them anything because she's no she's not yeah I think the whole thing right was that she didn't think she was gonna she wasn't getting paid enough to come back so if she even does anything she's feeding the show you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't think she'll do it I don't know I want I want to believe though that Lala had some good intention and it wasn't just production saying reach out to her now reach out to her now i want to believe that lala did have some sympathy for her i think lala was really i i I think she did i think she i wrote notes about lala lala (laughs) is softening (laughs) definitely softening her makeup is amazing i'm actually gonna find out who's doing her makeup her makeup looks flawless on the show yeah yes um very natural I do think she's probably uh, feeling bad. She went, she called herself a dog in a fight, right? She called herself a dog in a fight um, in this episode. I think she's feeling bad. Like I was a little much. Yeah. She was. Look back on the reunion. Yeah. She she was. The thing of it is, is that her and Ariana, they just weren't that close for her to be that intense with her. I could see if, even if it was Sheena who was Ariana's best friend for right. you know 10 years, but like, you know, like historically through Vanderpump rules, Ariana and Lala have never really been close. Maybe it's because uh, something to do with Tom Sandoval, you know, Lala never liked Tom. They kind of kept each other at arm's yeah. length, but I never felt like, Sure, she probably was mad on behalf of Ariana, but I also feel like she was mad on behalf of last season was supposed to be a lot about her and Randall, and it was not about her and Randall at all. So whether whether it was subconsciously she was kind of going hard in the paint because she was upset that she didn't get to get all of her stuff out there or if she's just projecting and that's just the way that it's all coming up. I don't know which one it is, but I do find it hypocritical, just like Ariana said, where last season Schwartz played pickleball with Randall and Schwartz was public enemy number one to Lala. So it's like, how can she turn around and expect people to treat her any differently? I guess. It's it's I feel like comparing the situation is not the way to like she keeps comparing her ex with right this situation. And I don't think I don't think we can. I think it's a it very too says, separate. Right? 
Katie right. is like, your ex is not her ex. The, they yeah. are two different people. Yeah. It's a very different situation. And I don't like comparing. And I'm not, I think Lala's finding sympathy because she's relating it. But I don't think there is, I think it's, we don't even really know all the details of Randall. No, we really no, don't. Not. We don't really know exactly. He's never fessed up to anything. We don't know what went down, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the guy's got quite the rap sheet if you, you know, really do a deep dive on Randall. But has right. denied the things that has been accused of. But then you have the whole, they're still in that custody battle. So I don't think she can even say that much. Right. No, I know. I think it's a little bit, I think it's a little murky for us as viewers to compare the two. We don't, we don't totally. really know the ins and outs of what went down between her and Randall. I will say, even though I do find it a bit hypocritical, I'm glad that it's happening because if everybody was on the same page and nobody had that soft spot for anybody, we would just have a season of of nothingness, of them bashing each other, right. you know, no progress right. being made. No. Lala being the first one is going to open the door for people like Sheena. We know Sheena's going to have something happen with Sandoval, whether or not they're friends right now. I don't really know. I think that's a question on everybody's mind. Um, but like I said, if if Lala had not expressed this, I don't think the season would really go anywhere. It would just kind of be flat line, especially with Rachel not coming back. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we need a storyline. We need no matter what, this season is not gonna be as good as last season. It's just not possible, I obviously. I mean, no, yeah, it's not possible. I just like gonna- I think we need growth. We need yeah. progress. And with Lala being more on Rachel's side, not side, but giving her some sympathy. Yeah. We, need, we can't go in circles, like you guys right. were just saying. And that cause that won't be fun whatsoever. Like, I do feel I'm already exhausted. Like, I'm exhausted from the scandal of it all. Like, and then hit Tom of. Like, I know. I, I, I know. You're more. talking about growth. And I'm just like, well, literally yesterday, Tom was on the miles and he was losing his mind. So it's like, his we mind. know he hasn't grown at all in a year. It was truly the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was so chaotic. It was so, so chaotic. So, yeah, we'll have to see with him, too, if he's going to be this ego guy that comes like. I would just I just hope that we'll see I don't think he's changing at all. I think he I think we saw that from the vile files. He I is not changing. I don't know. Maybe no. there's a couple episodes in there no. that he's gonna he give us unhinged. something. <laughs> he was completely I'm- unhinged and his room looks like he's <laughs> the president of a frat party. Of a yeah, party. yeah, that was like, and he's like, <laughs> you know, bringing like having big parties. Like, is he kidding with that room? Yeah. Like, come on. Ariana's room was not great either. I was like, what is happening here? So much stuff. Yeah. It was not great. They need to outsource help. <laughs> poor, <laughs> what's her name? Anne? Poor Anne. Anne, the assistant. Poor Anne. You cannot pay me enough to be Anne. Could no. you imagine? There's no money in the world that's enough to be Anne. Yeah, that's how they communicate is poor Anne. Horrible. Poor Anne. Horrible. She I hope she's all making of the, good money. I know. She had to look at all of the lightning bolt postcards no that's crazy too that literally they were sending stuff back and forth to each other like are we in sixth grade it's just immature it is completely and utterly immature and it's just mean to a point too because you guys she knew ariana was still living there right it's just mean true yeah it's 
I would, if I were Ariana, Ariana, I would want to get so far away from him. Yeah. What's your opinion but, on the house? Do you guys think she should just let him buy her I out? don't know why. I get it. I get the stubbornness. I get it because it's like, you are the one that did me wrong and this is my house and we put money, we both put but money. What does she want? I'm confused. Like what, what, what would it take for Ariana to sell the house? She wants to she buy wants him to- out. Oh, she wants to keep her house. Yeah. Oh no, I he thought won't. she wanted to move. I think she wants well, now to now she it. does. Yeah. But like during the filming of it all, it's like she wanted to stay and then he wanted to stay, but now he still wants to stay. Right. And she wants to sell it to a third party. Right. And this is why you guys people get married before they buy houses. True. To be honest. Thank you, Lauren. (laughs) All those men out. I doubt I doubt the audience is a lot of men. But if any men are listening, (laughs) this is why you get married. Yes. How many men are like, I just don't see a reason. No. (laughs) Buying a house. Then there's legality behind the whole thing. And then the court system. Yeah. That is the reason. And Yeah. I just feel like both of them, for as much as they both profess that they want to move on, if they really did, one of them would budge. And they're both not budging. So do you really want to move on? Or do you just want to win the argument? Which one is it? Ooh. You know, like I think it's I I do think there is here's the thing that like no one wants to admit in a breakup, no matter how messy it is, there's still so much love between them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where it gets very complicated. They don't actually hate each other as much as they, you know, there's a fine line between love and hate. That's what I was about to say. There's a very fine line. And they were together for nine years. Yeah. You can't just erase nine years. No. And so I think that that's where the house makes things com- that's where why the house is so complicated. Right. Yeah. And like she said it is the it's literally the last thing that ties them together. Well, they well, are on a show together. Well, that but- too. Yeah, yeah, there's also <laughs> on a show. They'll forever be in each other's lives if right, they right, like right. it or not. That's too. We have a whole season to look forward to, but thank you guys for coming and recapping episode one. Um, love your guys's podcast. So please tell my listeners where they can find you. Yes, you can find us on Housewives Nightcap wherever you listen to your podcast. And then we also post our interviews um, across Access Hollywood's digital platforms like YouTube. And so we have experts like Morgan on to break things down. But then we also week after week, we have a housewife and we're interviewing them. So, yeah. Come and like and support follow us. Follow along. And yes, follow along. Yes. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks, Thanks for ladies. Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> All right, that does it for this week's episode of MPT. Make sure you hang around Patreon on Friday. We are going to be recapping this week's episode of The Bachelor. Extra pop also coming out on Patreon. You can subscribe by clicking the link in the show notes below. Didn't get a review last week, so do it. Please leave a review, a little five-star, boop, boop. I love you like a sis because you know that I do. Don't know. Don't know. Spiraling. I have watched way too many hours of Tom Sandoval on my TV this week. And this is what does to me. It makes me a little cuckoo in the brain. Okay. See you soon. Next Thursday, another MPT. Love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.